ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمد عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان الاصدق الكلام كلام الله والخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار وبعد ايها الاخوه في الله والاخوات حياكم الله حياك الله عز وجل that he blesses the time that we have together that he guides my tongue which that which is pleasing to him and that which is correct in accordance to that which he has revealed to his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the shaitan and his whispers that our tongue slips and we may utter something that is incorrect regarding the religion of Allah azza wa jalla without any further delay the topic that we will be discussing is regarding the straight path the path of what the haq is the truth and anything other than that is batil and is misguidance Allah azza wa jalla mentions in the Quran qul hadhi sabili ad'u ila Allah ala basira Allah azza wa jalla mentions in the Quran qul this is a khitab this is Allah azza wa jalla is dressing the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam by saying oh Muhammad say hadha sabili aw hadhi sabili that this is my way my path at-tariqa ad'u ila Allah and i call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ala basiratin upon the sure knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sure guidance that is what the basira the mufassirun have mentioned and it mentions from the tafsir ay kullahum ya muhammad hadhihi tariqati aw muhammad say to them that this is my way and that way is the sunnah of the messenger muhammad sallallahu wa sallam that the messenger sallallahu wa sallam adhu ila tawheed to call the people to tawheed wa ibadatillahi azza wa jalla wahda and to single allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone in worship to worship allah alone this is the straight path and i have mentioned tarif ya sahib al-sunnah that no or person of the sunnah that if it's established that the sirat that the path is the path of the messenger sallallahu wa sallam hada sirati that this is the path anything other than this is batil is misguidance false and this is why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions in the quran 
وأن هذا صراط المستقيم فاتبعوه ولا تتبعوا السبل فتفرق بكم عن سبيله ذلكم وصاكم به لعلكم تتقون This is why Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions in the Quran that وأن هذا صراط المستقيم that this this path my path is the straight path follow it and do not follow the path or the other ways for verily it will take you away it will cause divisions التفرق if you leave the path of Allah if you leave the path of the Messenger Muhammad sallam, then what is other than the path of Allah جل, is misguidance and التفرق splitting and divisions وَبَعْدَ هَذَا الْحَلْقَ الْفُرْقَةِ That after the haqq, after the truth, the only thing thereon after is misguidance. Splitting. And this is likewise, my brothers, is from the hikmah of Allah Azza wa Jal. It is from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the Messenger has mentioned, that this ummah will split into 73 sects. And even though splitting, is something which is madmoom, something which is disliked. It is revelation, the Messenger informed the Ummah that it will take place. It will take place from whatever hikmah Allah Azza wa Jal He has. And it mentions here in the verse of Allah Azza wa Jal, مَا كَانَ اللَّهِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَلَى مَا أَنْتُمْ Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions in the Quran, Allah will not leave the believers in the state in which you are now. Up until He distinguishes the wicked from the good. So this is one of the fa'idah and the hikam and the wisdom of Allah Azza wa Jalla that to distinguish al-khabith min al-qayyib to distinguish the good from the bad. That when these fitan come, and when they have, you have these splittings, it is to see that who will hold on man yatamassak ala sabilillah. Who are the ones that will hold on to the way of Allah azza wa jal. And our Shaykh, Shaykh al-Bayd al-Jabri, he has mentioned some points regarding what comes after the haqq. The truth which is established, which every believer will know, which is that of the revelation that has come to the message of Muhammad and the way of the companions is the Sarat al-Mustaqeem. Anything other than that is a path of dalal and misguidance. So Shaykh Ubaid al-Jabri now, he mentions some points of benefit that what comes after the haqq. First and foremost, he mentions the hadith, Ajiban li amr al-Mu'min. Amazing is the affair of the believer. وَإِنَّ أَمْرُهُ كُلَّهُ And all of his affair is good. Who? The believer. The Messenger Muhammad said, Amazing is the affair of the believer. For all of the affair of the believer is good. And it mentions, وَلَيْسَ ذَلِكَ لِأَحَدٍ إِلَّا لِلْمُؤْمِنِ And that is not for anyone else except for the believer. So this thing about the blessing of the affairs of the believers, all of his affairs to be good, that is a blessing from Allah. That is a reward of you being a believer. This is the condition. 
that you must be a believer. Because this is not for anyone else except for the believer. And then the Messenger of Muhammad he went on to explain, in Asabatul Sara Shaka, that if he receives good and bliss, Shaka, then he is a thankful servant. He is a thankful servant. For in Asabatul Dara Sabah, and if he has some trials or calamities that befalls him, then he has patience. So what the Messiah ﷺ said, that the believer, he can only be in these two scenarios. Either the believer has good, meaning bliss, everything is working well for him, going well for him. In that state, he's a thankful servant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَكَارًا خَيْرٌ And that is better for him. And that is good for him. And if he's a servant that has been trialed and tested, then likewise he remains patient and this is good for him. So on that note, Ikhwan, whatever hal, whatever state that we are in, Alhamdulillah, we know what we must do. If we are, mashallah, in times of goodness, let's thank Allah Azza wa Jal. And how do we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We thank Allah with the dhikr and the praise with our tongues, and by way of our actions and our limbs, we carry out the awamin. We carry out that which Allah has ordered. And we stay away from the muharramat. We stay from that which Allah has made haram. And regarding how does a person be patient? A person is patient with the qadha of Allah azawajal. Whatever Allah is decreed, he is patient with that. He does not question Allah why. And thereon after, likewise, that which he has been commanded, he continues from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That which befalls him by way of calamity, he remains patient and he doesn't throw the deen behind his back. Because unfortunately at times when we are tested, and we have seen that at times of a test, we may be tested by our wealth, we may be tested by way of our children, our families, whatever the reason may be. But a lot of individuals at that time, at that test, they no longer use the principles of the religion. They want to solve their problems according to their own intellect and their own way, or the way their emotions are taking them. And that is only disastrous. So, how to be patient? We accept that it's from Allah. That this is the decree of Allah, we don't question. And then even in that time of hardship, we are patient. We don't throw away our principles of what we have learned. And here it mentions that fitan, there are a hadith check when he mentions, there are narrations and there are hadith mentioning fitan, that hardship and trials will come. And then he mentions this hadith of Hudayfa bin al-Yaman, when he mentions that is collected in Sahih Muslim. A tremendous hadith, when it mentions, تُعْرَضُ الْفِتَنْ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِ كَالْحَصِيرِ عُودًا عُودًا Hudayfa radiallahu ta'ala and he mentions that the messenger Muhammad sallallahu said that fitna, trials and tribulations will come to a person's heart like a woven, it mentions a reed mat, a woven reed mat. And it mentions that it would come reed by reed, meaning shay'an for shay'an, slowly, straw by straw. And it mentions 
that any heart accepts this fitna, that he accepts it, then there will be a black dot in his heart or on his heart. And it mentions that any heart and karaha, that any heart repels this fitna. He doesn't allow his heart to absorb this fitna, this doubt. Then it mentions nukatat al-bayda. It mentions that he will receive a white dot on his heart. Up until it mentions hatta tu'ud yani ala qalbain. That up until you have two types of hearts. And it mentions ala abyadi mithla safa. La tadurruhu fitnatun ma damati samawati wal ard. He said, up until it mentions your two hearts, you have one heart which is pure and white, and no fitna affects that heart. While the heavens and the earth remain, there is no fitna that affects that person. And then you have that heart with the black dots that becomes black and dark, like an up, upturned vessel. And it mentions that this type of heart cannot recognize the good. And it does not reject the evil. And it merely follows his desires. <laughs> Shaykh Rabi, Hafizullah Ta'ala, our Shaykh, he always used to mention this hadith in the times of fitan. And he used to say that the heart that is like a sponge that absorbs the fitna, an individual that is of that type, you find whatever fitna that comes, you find that he's affected. He said, how many people have we seen that once we finish a fitna, there was affected, a new fitna comes along, the same individuals are affected. The same individuals. And likewise, those individuals who repel the fitna, those individuals that have some usul with them, they have some foundations which they have learned, they are sincere, that you will find that their hearts are closed to accepting these doubts and these fitan and these whispers when they come. And they repel, they repel this fitna. And this is why they receive a white dot up until their hearts are pure and white. And what their hearts then thereon are not affected. And wallahi, I bear witness to this. In our times when we was in Medina, up until we have come back now here for five years, you'll find that whenever a trial or a tribulation comes on or some kind of mischievous rumors are being spread, it is the same individuals that are affected. The same individuals. And the ones that stay firm are the same individuals likewise. And this is Ikhwan, which Sheikh Obeid will mention now, is regarding them having principles, them having usul, them having foundation in their deen, and them taking the knowledge. Likewise, it mentions, إِذَنْ فَمَا يَسْنَعْ صَاحِبُ sunnah. So what does the Sunni, what does the person of the Sunnah, he do in these times? What does he do? He answers by saying, أَوَّلًا تَذْكُرُوا قَوْلُ إِبْنِ مَسْعُودِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَانَ First and foremost, we mention to them the statement of Ibn Mas'ud رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَانَ when he mentions مَنْ كَانَ مُسْتَنَّنْ 
فَلْيَسْتَنْ بِمَنْ قَدْ Whomsoever wishes to follow a way, he wishes to follow a path, then let him follow the path of those who have preceded us. Those Qadmat, they are not here. They have passed away. Meaning, Al-Qurun Al-Mufaddara, the three blessed generations of the Sahaba, the Tabi'een wa Atba'a Tabi'een. And then he went on to mention, فَإِنَّ الْحَيْءِ لَا تُؤْمِنْ عَلَيْهِ الْفِتْنَةِ Why? Follow the ones that died. This is the Muradi intent. Follow the ones that died upon truth, upon ikhlas. The companions of the Messenger Muhammad where Allah mentions them in good. The ones that the Messenger Muhammad mentions them in good. They took from the Messenger. They lived according to what Allah wanted from them with this deen, the correct intent. And they died upon this. So it is better to follow people that Allah mentions in good. The Messenger Muhammad mentioned in good and said to follow. And they died upon this. So due to that fact, there is no fitna that can affect them. As for the living person, then he is still open to fitna. So it is better that if you follow a path, follow the path of those that have left the Sirat al-Mustaqeem, that has Tazkiyah, that has a reference from Allah and the Messenger Muhammad And we do not follow individuals who put their ra'i, who put their views or their desires before the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal. It mentions, قَالَ الْعُمْرِ بِنْ قَطَّابِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ he said, be warned the people of Ra'i, the people that have opinions, using their own intellect to be able to explain things from the deen. These people of Ra'i, views and opinions and intellect, who use that before the Nas and the text of the deen, he said, that these are the people that are enemies of the sunnah. They are enemies of the sunnah. And how? How do we have the meza? He mentions that the manhaj of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah annahum yaznuna ma yarud alayhim min aqwal al-nas wa a'malihim bi mizanayn. He said that the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, how they are, they analyze the statements and the actions of individuals by two scales. If we want to know what an individual is about, then the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah has principles. These are all principles, Ikhwan, that will help us in our deen. And that is, that when we see a person who is speaking regarding the religion of Allah, then we analyze him by two angles. We look to see what his actions and what his statements are. And how do we weigh his actions and his statements? The Shaykh mentions by two scales. The first one, it mentions al-nas wal-ijma. The text which is from the Quran and the Sunnah and the ijma of the Salaf. The ijma of the Sahaba. This is how we weigh. So if their statement and their actions is in accordance 
to the text of the Quran and the Sunnah and the ijma' of the Sahaba and the Salaf, we accept that. وَمَا خَالَفَ النَّصًا أَوْ إِجْمَاعًا And whatever opposes the text, the Quran and the Sunnah, the ijma' رَدَّهُ عَلَى قَائِلِهِ كَائِنًا مَنْ كَانْ We will reject his statement. We will reject his actions. Whoever it may be. Whoever it may be. Because nothing, nothing precedes the nas and the ijma'. There is no ilm, there is no knowledge that is above the statement of Allah. There is no speech which is better than the speech of Allah. There is no guidance which is better than the guidance of the Messenger Muhammad wasallam. Okay. <clears throat> there is no text which is above the words of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger Muhammad So anything other than that is in no comparison. So we look, if a person is speaking that which of the Quran and the Nas and the Ijma, we accept. Anything that opposes that, then we reject. And we do not look to see who it is. Whether it's a man who is a leader, whether it will be a person that is fluent in his speech, whether it's a person who is a, a personality that may be famous, whoever it may be, if it opposes the nas and if it opposes the ijma, we reject him and likewise we reject his statement. So now we move on to the next principle. The next principle is, Ikhwan, that once this takes place, that if we find somebody opposing the nas, and the nas here, Ikhwan, is referring to the Quran and the Sunnah, text from the Quran and the Sunnah. Ijma is the ijma of the Salaf. If we find someone opposing this, how does the Sunni, how does Sahib al-Sunnah deal with this individual? Shaykh Ubaid al-Jabri, he mentions, that this is in two ways, in two categories. Al-Halatul Ula, the first one, that the one who is opposing or who has made a mistake is a person of the Sunnah. He is a person of the Sunnah. This individual mentions, that this person, you refute his mistake by way of burhan, clear evidence. And likewise it mentions, وَلَكِنْ it mentions, It mentions, but we keep his honor. So we rectify his mistake by clear burhan, and then we keep his honor, we keep his respect because he's an asal, in his essence he's a person of the sunnah. And then we say that this is the person of the sunnah, but he has made a mistake, and he's made a mistake due to this reason, and you rectify it. As for the second type, that the one that is opposing, in his essence he is an innovator, is not a person from the Sunnah. This type of person it mentions that you repel and refute his mistake or that deviancy that he is calling to, you refute that 
And likewise, لا كرام له There is no ihtaram and no, there is no respect and no honor for this type of individual. So this is how we'll deal with a person that has a mukhalifah. And no ikhwan, that Shaykh Ubaidi mentions, وَمَا أَحْسَنُ مَا قَالُهُ الْإِمَامِ بَرْبَحَارِ And how a, a beautiful statement that this Imam Barbahari has mentioned when he said, وَاعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْخُرُوجِ مِنَ التَّرِيكِ عَلَى وَجْحِينَ That no, when he mentioned this great Imam, that a person leaves the tariq, a person leaves the straight path, min wajhain by two ways. So put that down in your chart. Imam Barbahari mentions, يَخْرُجُ عَنَ السَّبِيلِ مِنْ وَجْحِينَ That you leave the path by two ways. First one he mentions, فَرَجُلٌ قَدْ زَلَّ عَنِ التَّرِيكِ وَهُوَ لَا يُرِيدِ إِلَّا خَيْرٌ That a person, first one has deviated from the straight path, but he did intend good. He only wanted good. And the explanation of that is, that this individual wanted good, but the means and the, the path that he took was not the path of guidance. The uslub and the method that he took was not the method which was legislated. Not the way of the Quran and the Sunnah or not the way of the understanding of the companions. And then he has left the tariq this way. But he, he wanted good. He intended good. But ikhwan, this is why we say even with the correct intention, we must likewise have the correct knowledge. Because if you do not have that ikhwan, that will likewise be a reason to cause you to leave the tariq. And the second one, he mentions, The second one is the one that is stubborn. Stubborn in receiving the haq when it comes to him. Due to his pride or due to him thinking that he knows better, but he is an awkward and stubborn individual. And due to the nature of how he is, he repels the truth. Anid, refusing to accept the truth for whatever reason it may be. Whether it's for his position or whether it's for his maslaha or whether just that's his character. Cannot accept the truth when it comes and humbles himself. This is a path, ikhwan. This is a way that will take you away from the Sarat al-Mustaqeen. And then the Shaykh, he mentions a narration. He mentions the narration of Ali radiallahu ta'ala an when he mentions an-nas thalatha. That mankind are three, he mentions. Al-awwal, al-alim rabbani. He is a scholar, al-rabban, the one who teaches the people, nurtures the people, explains and makes the deen easy for them to understand, the scholar. وَالْمُتَعَلِّمْ عَلَى السَّبِيلِ النَّجَاتِ The second one is that student of knowledge on the path of salvation. And then the third one, الْحَمَجْ رَعَى أَتْبَعَ كُلُّ نَائِقْ That the third type of person is the riffraff that follows any caller. It lends an ear to anybody very easily. Merely whatever he hears and whatever suits his desires, this is his path and this is the way he follows. And then he mentions likewise a statement of Ibn Mas'ud. 
لا يزال الناس صالحين متماسكين ما اتاهم العلم من اصحاب محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ومن اكابرهم this tremendous statement of ibn mas'ud he said that this mankind mankind will not cease to remain upon good while they hold on and cling on to the knowledge that has come to them min ashabi muhammad that they cling on to the knowledge that has come to them by way of the companions of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and likewise min al akabirihim and likewise the elder ones from them the elder ones elder in age those that preceded you in this path of teaching and knowledge those of them who are heavily grounded in knowledge while so here ikhwan in the statement of ibn mas'ud simple principles that can help us here it's clearly said that this ummah will remain upon good while we are taking the knowledge of the companions of the messenger muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam these are not my words my brothers and sisters these are words of the companions ibn mas'ud he mentioned this at his time at his time he mentioned this radiyallahu ta'ala an that this ummah will remain good and upon khair while they are taking the knowledge that has come to them by way of the companions of the messenger muhammad this is a dalil ikhwan that we must have the quran and the sunnah with the understanding of the companions the majority of the firq that we have today the firqa as ahl ilm they have mentioned is because they may claim that they hold on to the book of allah they may claim that they are following the sunnah of the messenger muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam but they leave off the understanding of the companions and due to them leaving the understanding of the companions they don't they, they don't understand what the correct meaning of this verse is what is the intent so what they will do they will negate the asma wa sifat of allah azza wa jalla and this was in the situation and if you look at all of the firq that a lot of them a lot of these sects have gone wrong according to their understanding of the verses and the ahadith and this is likewise the example of the khawarij the khawarij when they turned their swords against the companions of the messenger muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam this is a very very important point i always mention this alari khan because it's something to reflect about the khawarij because you may hear today in our time individuals may claim and say that why do you individuals constantly warn of other people why do you individuals constantly make so much emphasis about people opposing the deen why can't we just all get on why can't we just all be muslims alhamdulillah you're a muslim i'm a muslim what's the problem what is this hatred you people are splitting the ranks but ikhwan we are merely trying to educate and preserve this religion we know that they will be splitting the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam has mentioned this and our job is merely to try and ask allah to guide us and ask allah to keep us firm and to give us guidance and what we learn to try in the best of our ability to spread this listen to the story of the khawarij they turned their swords against the companions of the messenger muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam believing at that time they believed what they were upon was correct 
truly thinking and believing that we, what we are doing is correct. And the companions of the Messenger ﷺ, they are now in plain error. They are now judging with other than that which Allah has revealed. What's the shahid? What's the point I'm trying to make? The point I'm trying to make, that the khawarij, they had black marks on their head because of excessive prostration. When they come from a distance, you could hear like a humming of the bees due to the excessive dhikr of Allah and the recitation of the Qur'an. The Messenger ﷺ said to the companions that your salah, your prayer is nothing, is deficient, basically is nothing compared to their prayer. Likewise, your fasting is nothing, your reciting of the Qur'an is nothing compared to these individuals. What does that tell you? That they were firm upon the ibadah. They were individuals that believed what they were doing was correct and they put time and effort. They were very, very firm in ibadah. With all of this ikhwan, they were still wrong. And the khawarij, the message of Muhammad referred to them as being the dogs of the hellfire. In a narration, the message of Muhammad said, if you see them, then kill them. To show you the severity of these individuals. But my point is, if we was to bring them here today, and we was to see the likes of them in our time today, then we would say that these people are upon the deen, these people are upon the ibadah. If you was to speak about such individuals in our time, if we was to bring them here, and we was to see their appearance, and how they were, and how it was with their ibadah, and if any one of us was to speak about them, then we will be labeled as individuals that are insane. That how can you talk about such a Muslim? But what did the messengers say about them? Even with all of the ibadah they had, their appearance, everything, what they were, what did the messenger say about them? And when Ibn Abbas, he went to them to advise them, to bring them back, some of them came back, and some of them remained how they were upon their mokif. But the shahid is, Ibn Abbas, radiallahu ta'ala, and he mentions, مَا أَرَاكُمْ فِيكُمْ أَحَدٍ مِنَ الصَّحَابَةِ He said, I do not see any of the companions with you. I don't see any of the companions with you. So this is another shahid. They left the understanding of the sahaba. And due to that, they misunderstood the verses. They misunderstood the ahadith. They left the sahaba. None of the sahaba was with them. And that's why Ibn Abbas, he mentioned that none of the sahaba are with you. And they resorted to their own understanding. And they left the understanding of the companions, which led them to do what? led them to even fight and kill the companions. So much to the extent that they believed that they was upon the straight way, that when they killed Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, and when they were striking the sword upon Ali's head, they were quoting the verse, that whomsoever does not judge but that which Allah has revealed, then verily he is a kafir, they are disbelievers. So look how the false understanding led them to act. So this is why we say, Ikhwan, this is why it mentions here that it must be in the way, min ashabi Muhammad, the way of the companions of the Messenger Muhammad This is why Ibn Masood, he mentions that. Then he says, فَإِذَا أَتَاهُمْ مِنْ أَسَاغِرِهِمْ حَلَقُوا And if 
they were to take their knowledge from the young ones, they will be destroyed. They will be destroyed. Al-Maksud bil-Asaghir, what is the intent of the young ones? Shaykh Ubaid al-Jabri, he explains, هم متصدرون للعلم والتعليم والدعوة ليست عندهم أهلية يبصرون بها الناس دين الله من كتاب الله وسنة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم على فهم سلف الصالح Shaykh Ubaid, he explains, حفظ الله تعالى regarding the intent of the asagir, the young ones in this narration. He mentions, they are those individuals that put them for themselves forth لِلْعِلْم for knowledge and to teach the people and to call to the da'wah but they are not equipped and befitting to do that they are not they don't have the knowledge to do this yet they put themselves forth in saying that they are people of knowledge and they wanting to call the people and calling to da'wah but they do not have the ability to enlighten the people and teach the people in the correct way what is the Qur'an, what is the sunnah upon the understanding of the salaf. And when this happens, ikhwan, it is destruction. So this is why we say that in our times of fitan, we return to the akabir, we turn to those who are elder, those who are elder in age that have preceded us in the path of giving da'wah 50-40 years, the mashayikh. Those who are heavily rooted in deep, rooted in knowledge, we go to them. And we don't go to those individuals that have just started da'wah maybe a few years ago, who have just learned a few things. And this is why when you analyze, for example, in your area, if you have a fitan, for example, in the area that you are residing, and there is difference of opinions of individuals. Use these principles. Who are the ones that have been in this path for a long time? Who are the ones that have been calling to this way 20 years, 25 years? Who are the ones that are connected to the scholars? Cling to them. And don't cling to the newcomers that have suddenly just popped up that you don't know about them. One year or six months of giving da'wah. Cling to the ones who are akabir because it will be a safeguard. And this is why it mentions Al Wahab ibn Kaysan. It mentions that whenever he would leave a gathering, before he would leave a gathering, he would say, He said, No. He said, Get up. And before he would leave, he would say to those that were present, his students, that no. That what rectified the ones that were here before, what rectified the generations before, the first generations, is going to, is that is what's going to rectify us today. That meaning that this latter generations that we are in today, we will not be rectified up until we take that formula that rectified the first and foremost ones. Is that understood? Is that understood? Like the companions and the tabi'in atba'a tabi'in. What they used to rectify their problems and their life and how they were 
and that brought them about salvation, the latter generations, the later times likewise, will not be rectified, except that they use that formula of what they used. And that indeed is the way of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, and the way and the understanding of the companions of the Messenger, Muhammad wasallam. And together with this, not just ilm, not just knowledge, another very, very, very important point, my brothers and sisters, that with this knowledge, wallahi, wallahi, ikhlas, is that a person must be sincere. Sincere. And this is why we have that tremendous statement when he mentions, Su'ila Fudayl ibn Iyad, Rahimullah ta'ala, and Qawlihi ta'ala, لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا He mentions that Fudayl ibn Iyad rahimullah was questioned regarding the following verse. It mentions that لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا In order to test which one of you will perform the good deeds. To test you in order to see which one of you will perform the righteous and good deeds. So he was questioned regarding this verse. He was questioned, what do you say about this verse? And then he replied by mentioning, أَخْلَصَهُ وَأَسْوَبَهُ He said, the most sincere one, and the one that is most correct. So then they, upon hearing this, the most sincere, and the one that is most correct, and that which is most correct, what do you mean by sincere? And what do you mean by correct? And then he replied by saying, أَن يَكُونَ خَالِسًا لِلَّهِ سَوَابًا عَلَى سُنَّةِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ Wallahi ikhwan, principles, small principles that if we understand, Wallahi, it will be an enormous impact in our lives. Listen to what, this, listen to what he said. When they questioned him regarding, what do you mean the most sincere and the most correct? What do you mean? He said, the most sincere is the one that performs these actions for the sake of Allah. Sincerely for Allah alone. Not connected to anything else. Not connected in wanting to be known. Not connected in to receive some worldly benefit. No strings attached. Khalisan lillah. Sincerely for the sake of Allah. And then he went on to mention that the one which is most correct. What is the one that is most correct? He mentioned sawaban ala sunnati Rasulillah. The one that is in accordance to the sunnah of the Messenger Muhammad. So this is why they say we need two conditions for an action to be accepted. Ikhlas, Lillah Azza wa Jal, a person is sincere, and likewise mutaba'ah. It must be in accordance to the sunnah of the Messenger Muhammad And this is why Imam Ahmad rahimullah ta'ala, regarding the two following hadith, he said that Islam was built upon these two hadith. And that is, That every action is judged by its intention. The reason, he said, what's built upon this? A'mal al-batina. The, the inner actions that this is the foundation hadith regarding the inner actions. And the hadith of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala when he mentions, مَنْ أَحْدَثَ فِي عَمْرِ النَّهَادَ لَيْسَ مِنْ Whomsoever enters into our affair, that which is not from it, will be rejected. 
This is the foundation hadith of A'mal al-Batina, the outer actions. This is why Imam Ahmad mentioned that these two hadith, this is the foundations of Islam. Because without these two conditions, your actions will never be accepted. So, in conclusion, Ikhwan, we have mentioned, alhamdulillah, some points of benefit regarding that the haq is one. Sarat al-mustaqim is only one. That is only one path. Anything other than that is a path of misguidance. So it's upon you to learn what that straight path is. And then cling onto it with your molar teeth. And then if you are trial and you have fitan, then we have received principles of the companions under the Salaf of how we must be. And then in conclusion he mentions, وَبِهَادَ يَعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْأَعْمَالَ النَّاسِ وَأَقْوَالُهُمْ أَلَّتِي تَظْحَرْ لَا تُوزَنُوا بِنَتَائِجِهَا وَلَا تُوزَنُوا بِمَا يَشْنَهَا عَنْهَا بَلْ تُوزَنُوا بِهَذَيْنِ شَرْطَيْنِ It mentions, so we now know that we know that the actions of a person and the statements of a person that even if it appears to have some kind of natija, some result, we know that we weigh it with these two conditions. Ikhlas, sincere for the sake of Allah, wal muta'aba li rasulillah, that in his accordance to the sunnah of the Messenger wasallam. And in conclusion, Ikhwan, we mention that in order to help you, in order to help you likewise, it's extremely important the the um, the umkhaven, that's a Dutch word that's come to my mind. What I'm looking for, the umkhaven, is the surrounding. The surrounding of who you surround yourselves with. And the companions that you take. It plays an important role. And here it mentions that Ibn Mas'ud once again, and all of his statements shows you the level of Ibn Mas'ud. The dikkah in his fahm of how his understanding was. He said, لَا عَلَيْكَ أَن تَصْحَبَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَعَانَكَ عَلَى ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِ Ibn Mas'ud, he mentions that it is upon you to only take a companion that will aid you in the remembrance of Allah Azza wa Jal. It is upon you to take the companion that will aid you upon the remembrance of Allah. And this is why the Messenger when he was questioned regarding who are the best companions, he said the one that reminds you of Allah. Now that there likewise is another very simple principle that is applicable to me and to the brothers and to the sisters. Ask yourself this question, who are your close companions? Every one of us has companions. So this question is for everyone. Who are your close companions? And does that companion companion remind you of Allah? If he's reminding you of Allah, encouraging you with the dhikr of Allah, bringing you closer to Allah, then cling on to that person. Cling on to him. And if that person is only giving you idle speech, only bringing to you that which is negative, not reminding you at all regarding your deen and the remembrance of Allah, and taking you away from that, 
then know it is time to leave that person. And this also likewise is made manifest, and we'll round up on this inshallah, and that which is mentioned in Shu'ab al-Iman, lil-Bayhaqi, it mentions that Anbishar ibn Ahraf qal, Unzur ashadd al-Nas tawqiyan, wa'affahum wa'atyabahum kasban, fajalishu, wa la tajlis ma'aman la ya'niq ala akhiratik. Wallahi, a statement of dhahab of gold, that should be written in gold. He mentions and said, look to the people that are most cautious and safeguarding their deen. And to the ones that are the ones that pardon, that frequently pardon, they are very pardoning. And to the ones that earn their, their wealth in a halal way, the ones that are most in earning the halal wealth. These type of individuals, فَجَالِسْهُ Sit with them, be with them. وَلَا تَجْلِسْ And do not sit. مَعَ مَنْ لَا يَعْنِيكَ لَا آخِرَتِكَ Do not sit with the one that is not aiding your hereafter. The one that is not aiding you and your hereafter, meaning calling you to good, then don't sit with such an individual. Because this likewise, Ikhwan, is a very, very important thing. Because a lot of times, Ikhwan, by you lending that ear, and listening to their doubts, and listening whether it be doubts towards the religion, whether it be doubts to the callers, or doubts to the Sirat al-Mustaqeem, those who are upon that calling to that way, giving you doubt regarding these individuals, or giving doubt regarding what you're upon, or even far worse, they are sinners, and they are calling you to sins. These type of individuals, Ikhwan, you must safeguard yourself, you must protect yourself, for verily, tomorrow we are sitting here and we are facing each other. And tomorrow we will be facing Rabbul Alameen, Allah Azza wa Jal. And we will have that hisab and the reckoning. So while, Ikhwan, we are still here and we have the opportunity, safeguard, protect yourself. Ya ayu alladheena amanuku anfusikum wa ahlikum nara. Ya ayu alladheena amanuku anfusikum wa ahlikum nara. O you who believe, save yourselves and your families from the hellfire. This is what we should be doing, and this is what we should be busy ourselves with. Alhamdulillah, our shaykh here shed some light on how to do that. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Nasal Allah, and nuthabitna ala al-haq wa al-sirat al-mustaqeem, and nuqabilhu ala al-yaqeen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a'lam, aquli kawli hadha, astaghfiru li wa lakum, astaghfiruhu, innahu ghafur rahim. Barakallahu feekum. Jazakumullahu khairan for your patience, ikhwan.